Welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. It's been a little while, I'm sorry. I will tell you, though, since I nope. messaged you yesterday and was like, hey, I, I, I might not be able to record tonight, I haven't slept since then. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> How are you powering through? Uh, sheer determination and enjoyment and caffeine and the the thrill of talking to you, mate. That's how I'm going to power through this. Great. It's mainly the caffeine, though, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, no, that's fair. I put the caffeine down a couple of hours ago. I'm, I'm on the water now. We're fine. You're on the water, right. So you're not going to crash halfway through this podcast. We'll find out. Last time I did this, <laughs> last time I did a recording and I'd been up all night, I got all the way through to the game section and then my brain stopped working, if you remember correctly. I Yes, I do. I think you switched off during one of the <laughs> Guess the Pokedex entries and you were just like, can you repeat that one? I was like, okay, I guess. Can I have it again, please? My brain stopped working. But yes, no, we're doing fine. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm I'm doing very well. Life is going really good. Uh, this is really sad, but I'm on a bit of a health kick at the moment, mainly because I've got a wedding in August, and I want to look in shape in some way. Um, so cutting down on all the rubbish and whatnot, although I did have yesterday off because my daughter's school was on strike, and we baked some cookies, which was uh, yeah, re- really nice, but not, not exactly great for the waistline. And even better news, I'm finally getting fiber internet. Which means I'm going to have good internet at long last. You haven't had fiber. It's it, Fiber only became available in my area. Uh, it was either at the start of this year or the end of last year. So, yeah, still been going on the old copper wise. However, however the internet works. That's yeah. horrendous. Yeah, like, my I'm sat gun. here going, mm, I don't think 100 meg download speed is enough. Maybe I should up it to 300 meg. And you're like, I don't even have fiber yet. So you want you want to know what my what, what my upload was? Oh, give it to me, please. 10. 10, <laughs> 10 upload. And my download was about 34. Like, mm, oh, pretty much unworkable. No. Absolutely horrible. I have... So I sync up all my... Um, files to OneDrive. Um I did the because of the um the I, I did the Cyclozar only video and I've got loads of recordings for that. They're still uploading to OneDrive. They're it's taking still uploading that long. It is absolutely ridiculous. It is it is horrible. And it's absolutely infuriating when in the past me and my friends have just been like, oh should we play should we have a game now? Let's play some games. And we're like, oh Let's play this game, and they all download it. Theirs is downloaded in about 10, 15 minutes, and I'm sat there going, yeah, I don't think I can play that tonight. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm back in the 90s where you had to, like, leave it overnight to download things. It's absolutely infuriating that it's taken us this this long to get fiber, but, and they don't install it until the start of April, so I've still got a month and a, you know, a bit to go, but I am, I am so looking forward to having good internet to be able to just download things in moments, and to be able to like have a good enough upload speed that you know the delay on youtube or twitch whichever one i stream on isn't you know oh yeah you're replying to a comment that was sent in about 30 minutes ago oh yeah no that's the worst one when you when you're on like normal delay it you feel so disconnected from your chat because they'll say something to you and then you're busy anyway because you're trying to entertain an audience 
And then you look over, you read it, and you're like, I have no idea what you've responded to yeah. that I've said 30 seconds ago. Yeah, I have no context for this. This is not a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. It is basically just shouting at people while you're streaming, and then occasionally someone might, you know, comment something that might, might makes sense because some people don't even when they when they're in the live stream and they're in the chat if they're like me and my experience is that like there's no context to what they're saying so they could be re- replying or saying something about something that happened on screen and you you know that long has gone by you you just forget what it could have been about and you just kind of oh do I just ignore this or do I Except that I don't know what what they're talking about and acknowledges and feel a little bit rude, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, so I I can't wait to get some good internet connection. Should we jump into the news? Let's jump into the news. It was indeed Pokemon Day this week, and we did indeed get a Pokemon Presents, just like we told you we would, and it was all right. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard. It, I've heard a lot of people say it was like the worst Pokemon presents. Okay, like people uh, really didn't like it. Okay, so I can I can understand where people are coming from. I'm not going to lie. When I watched it, I was I think disappointed to start with because I after the discussion we had a couple of weeks back when we were talking about oh okay based on all the previous po- you know Pokemon presents on Pokemon Day we've had all the information that gets released we're probably going to get a lot of new you know games movies anime whatever it might be and we didn't well we did well, well sorry sorry what well, I need to clarify that I went into that expecting them to announce future games and we didn't I'm happy about that okay. because it might it might mean that maybe just maybe they're slowing down. They're thinking, let's take a step back. Let's not just throw out the next big game or the announcement of future installments of Pokemon that is coming. And maybe they are already working on it. They probably are. But part of me just hopes that maybe just maybe they're realizing that pumping out so many games so fast is leading to a declining quality and maybe the right thing to do is to take a step back, evaluate, and maybe just slow down on the production of Pokemon content. That's fair. To be fair, so in case you didn't know, we did get DLC released, uh, oh, sorry, announced for release Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the year. The first part comes in fall, and the second part comes in winter. However, there's like an early order bonus of the Zorark. Uh, it's a, called an early purchase bonus, which is different to a pre-order. And that ends in October. So one assumes that the game will be released sometime around the end of September, start of October. Is that the first part of it? Is it just one big... So it's one big DLC... So yeah. it's uh, it's all under the header of uh, the Treasures of Area Zero. Yep. But within that, there is part one, the Teal Mask, and part two, Indigo Disc, which yeah. will be released separately. 
but so you buy one thing. Oh, so it is like the Sword and Shield DLC. You buy the whole thing, and then you get delivered in two parts. So yes, however, it's kind of implied, or at least the way they've pitched it at the moment, is that these are two parts of one story. That's a brave decision, I think. Yeah. So, to break it down, we already know that Carmine and Kieran, which are two new characters that are going to be introduced mm-hmm. in the DLC, we see them first in the Teal Mask poster. They're introduced yep. to us there. And then they're shown again in the sort of poster. I'm going to call it a poster. The poster that we've seen for Indigo Disc. So, they apparently live in... Uh, I get this name wrong all the time. I've literally just recorded a video where I had to say this village's name over and over and over again. It drives me insane. Kitakami. The village of sure. Kitakami is where they live, <laughs> yeah. but they go to school at Blueberry Academy, yes. which is where the two DLCs are going to be taking place, which is a whole like thing because... I, do you know how we've said before that the Pokemon anime often asks more questions than it answers. Yes, yes. That's how I feel about this DLC. In fact, that's how I feel about this presents. It asked so many, it brought up so many more questions than it actually answered. We're getting DLC where we leave Paldea. We, we, we haven't even finished Paldea yet. Yeah, the, yeah, the, I get that. The turtle that is the third legendary was revealed to us is called Terrapagos, and that's cool but why is it being released in the second dlc where we're going to blueberry academy is there going to be more at home is there going to be stuff in paldea and stuff outside of paldea if so that's cool if not what's the connection i'm just so lost and the same thing is for the new releases of the Paradox Pokemon, but we'll come back to that, I think. What were your thoughts on the DLC announcement? Um, <laughs> I, 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 it didn't reveal, pro- it, it was light on details. I think it was more the case of, look at all these new Pokemon. Look, look at all these new Pokemon that are coming out because we got the, the release of um, the, the, um, the, what it, the turtle that you just said, Terrapagos? Terrapagos. Terrapagos. Yeah, it's, got... it's from like Terra, is in like Terra Orbs, and yeah. I assume Galapagos? That makes sense. Like the Galapagos yeah. Islands? Yep. Then we got um, o- Ogapon, which is Ogapon. a... Ogapon. Then we've got Okidoji? Okidoggy? Okidoggy. Monkey Dory. Yeah, and Fezendipity, Fezendipity, So on top it, of the two Pokemon that were released on the day of the the new Paradox Pokemon. So we had seven Pokemon just thrown at us, and that's that's what I took away from the presentation more than I did the actual. Oh, th- this is kind of what you are expected to be doing in these pieces of DLC because they were quite light on the information. But thinking back when they announced um, the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra, they were also very light on information. It seems to be that that is the that's how they like to market these games and almost let it build up. However, 
Whereas in that, we got the, um, I think, the announcement of the three Galarian birds and, I believe, Slowpoke's evolution. Uh, We didn't even really get them announced. They were kind of... Illustrations, weren't they? Yeah, and I think the Slow King was, like, half covered up. That was it. That was it. So, like, they've obviously gone, okay, that kind of worked last time. Let's just focus more on the Pokemon. But where is... The Pokemon from Sword and Shield's, like, announcement were just, oh, they're just regional forms. Isn't that great? These Pokemon, at, at least Terrapagos, Terrapagos, however you pronounce it, like, that to me do- doesn't look like a regional form. It's not. It looks like, okay, this is, this Pokemon surely ties into the story as a whole, right? Of not just the DLC, but Scarlet and Violet. That That's what I'm getting from this Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, the leading theory at the moment is that that is the third legendary we've yes. been talking about for so long. That is the source of terrestrialization. You can see that by, like, all the types are shown on its back and it's, like, crystal uh, yep. shell. We've yep. got um, Heath's book where he talks about running into a disc Pokemon, hexagon- mm-hmm. hexagonal shells and stuff like that. So this is the legendary we've been looking for that's a source of terrestrialization, which is why it's confusing that it's being introduced in the same DLC as a different academy. I think that's what threw me off is like, we're just leaving Paldea for the yeah, DLC. Like, if, if, because it, it's overall, it's called what, what was it? The secrets of area zero. Uh, yeah, treasures of area, treasures zero. of area zero. So like this Pokemon, I expected it to be, in area zero yeah like i it's it, it like the only thing i can think of is that you know area zero is done is is a is a, you know in terms of exploration but but the effects of area zero is are not complete in terms of story and while we might be going to other areas in the dlc they will still tie in with all the backstory of Area Zero that we got in Scarlet and Violet. That's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That. I'm st- I'm still like I did expect one of the two pieces of DLC for us to leave the main island of Paldea. Like I just I just expected it because that's what we got with Sword and Shield. But I I I expected one of them to be yeah Area Zero. Um, we've been digging down there and we've opened up a cave that leads into a new area with Pokemon that aren't on the main island. Uh, can you go in and explore it for us? That's what I expected. I expected a bit more information. Like, I expected that to be announced and I expected it to be, you know, th- like part of the marketing, I guess, of this is what you're going to be doing. To be fair, there is a long time left. There is. We will probably not get much more information until the summer now but that gives them all summer to just drip feed us information like they were doing i mean let's not forget that the gen 9 marketing wasn't very forthcoming the whole way through oh no no so i i as i say i have a lot of questions i'm going to pick it up uh are you going to try and pick it up early no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till the last possible minute to get it. I think. Um, Are you gonna miss out on your Hisuian Zoroark and your uh, fancy new clothes? 
I really couldn't care less. That's fair. <laughs> so, so the clothes don't do anything for me. Um, because like, and and the reason why is they they are in this game, and then when Generation Ten comes out, you can't transfer them, you can't use them. They they they're just lost. There's no benefit there to me long term. And the um, Asuyan Zorark, I'm pretty sure I will be able to move about via home in the future. So there is no benefit to me. Um, just going out my way to get these as soon as possible. And to be quite honest with you, with the way I was burnt with Scarlet and Violet of pre-ordering that and being disappointed and telling people on the podcast in real life, you know, don't pre-order stuff. Don't pay for stuff until you can read the reviews. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to take my own advice. I probably will end up buying it on day one, to be quite honest with you, and downloading it within five minutes from my fancy new internet connection. Um, but yeah, I, I want to take my time. I want to read the reviews. I want to see if it does offer anything that um, does entice me and excite me and get me back into that. Um, I've got a question for you. What do you... Like, the fact that the the first part is uh, scheduled to come out later on this year, part two hasn't been announced when, but do you think that's likely to be the beginning of 2024? Uh, no, winter is what winter. they've said. So we're getting the... Winter okay, 2023 okay. is what they've said. Interesting. So that means... So... What I said earlier about, oh, you know, the slowing down and all that. So chances are 2024, we're, we're getting another Pokemon game, right? Probably, yeah. But if we don't get one in 2023, it, it, does that pan out the same way it did with Sword and Shield with the DLC? Yeah, so, Sword and Shield, they did the DLC the year after Sword and Shield came out. It was and 2020, then we got, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we got the remakes of uh, Diamond and Pearl. And Legends Arceus technically came out last year. But we also got Scarlet and Violet last year. Mm. Mm. I'm I'm hoping they slow down. Uh, and whether or not this... Uh, part of me thinks that the, the presentation, they, they didn't want to go overkill on the, on the Switch games. If any of them, if any more are in development. Why... Why try and do too much and risk, you know, overloading people and worrying people about, oh, they're doing too much again? And I think that is probably why some people are disappointed. I mean, the thing is, I read a very good tweet, which was all the people saying that it's taking forever to, or it's going to be a long wait until like autumn to get new content are also the same people complaining about the buggy state of the game. Yeah. Which I was like, yeah, that's a very good point. However, <laughs> I was still disappointed that we haven't had any update to the bugginess of the game. That's that's no. not true. The update did come out and did apparently fix like the game crashing, which is great. Great, great. But that, great. that's that's like it should have been there on day one kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't take you don't take that long to roll out a fix to something that is is game breaking. Yeah. Unfortunately, should we move on to the the two Pokemon? that were announced and you can already get? Uh, Well, did you want to finish talking about the other ones that we were talking about still in the DLC? Uh, yes, actually, yeah. I completely forgot about them. Yeah, so <laughs> so we did Terrapagos. Yes. You've then got Ogrepon and Okie Dogie Monkey Dory. 
and Pheasantipity, which, if you need an easier way to remember, it's Okie Dokie, Hunky Dory, and Serendipity. That's the one. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know why they're named after that, but there you are. So these and, are the, the heroes of Kitakami, a trio yes. of Pokemon who protected the land in the past. Yeah, From so what? my current theory is that, so it seems to be following the story of uh, Momotaro. This is not just my theory. Lots of people have pointed this out. It was actually a viewer of mine who pointed it out to me the first time. But the story of Momotaro is basically a young boy who is born from a peach, goes to fight an oni or a castle full of onis, which are like Japanese demons slash ogres. And along the way, he picks up a dog, a monkey and a pheasant who help him out. So it seems to be following that story where an ancient hero used these three Pokemon to fight an Oni or an Ogre, Ogre Pawn, most mm. likely. And maybe it's going to follow that story. Maybe there's a twist on that story because they know people are going to recognize that and they're going to, you know, be like, aha, you thought this, but also this. But we also see within that video, you know, there's like masks. Masks are a big theme, obviously. It's the teal mask is what it's called. We see Ogre Pond has a mask on his face. He's got his like Majora act on. We love to see it. But if you watch, there's also a stand that's selling lots of masks in yes. the trailer. And you've got the Pikachu and the Eevee. And down in the bottom right is what we can assume to be Ogre Pond. But then there's also a dog mask, a bird mask, and a monkey mask. But they don't look like these Pokemon. They look like freaking Power Ranger versions of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did notice that, yeah. So I'm under the impression that these three Pokemon are either going to be like... So I'm stuck as to whether they are starter Pokemon or not, because they look like fire, grass, water types. So uh, yeah. it, And this is like a new region, even though they're not calling it a region. They're very specifically calling it a land don't know why maybe it's to not give off the hint that hey you get to go visit a whole new region it's not it's smaller scale than that please don't think you're getting a whole new region so are they the stars of this land or are they are all the four that we've been introduced to so far actually just legendary pokemon and these are pokemon of legend uh but ah sorry my brain is working in circles to bring it full full the way around again my idea is that what we see, what the official artwork we've had so far, is like a starter. But the legendary versions of them adopt the mask that we see on the towers, on the stalls. So they go like full Power Ranger. Okay, that's their legendary mode. That oh, hasn't okay. been seen for many years. Right. That's that my current working theory. Okay. That would explain, because like, it would be like, it mentioned that they protected you know, protected the land in the past. I've got a feeling that we might see something a bit similar to Sword and Shield where Zacian and Zamazenta protected the land in the past, but it's, it was that long ago. It's fallen into legend and then myth and nobody is quite sure who the heroes are and they, they believe it's a human. So could we get something similar in this where, you know, oh, we, we need the heroes of the past to come along, but no one knows what these Pokemon are and they happen to have it hand you a starter, and it's one of these three, and then, you know, oh, you you put, you put equip the item, much like the rusted swords you did in Sword and Shield to, you know, change Zassian's form, 
Um, like they could do something quite similar. And part of the reason I'm, I guess, leaning to towards what you're saying is the fact that there is an element between all three of these that is recurring, and it's that like pinky purple kind of circle bow, for lack of a better word, that each of them are are wearing. Yeah, I don't want to go too much into it because I've literally just like finished editing a video. <laughs> what have you? Okay, okay, okay. What do you think of their designs? Um, right. One of the big things that stands out to me, and I know other people have thought this as well, some of the lines on them are a bit too thick. It seems like a okay. really weird thing to point out, but especially on like Monkey Dory around the eyes and uh, mm. Okie Dogie around the mouth, they're oh, just yeah. really thick lines, and it's. I mean, yeah, we, now that we, you always, mentioned it. we always say this about new Pokemon, but it doesn't feel like a Pokemon. <laughs> but it's a very different art style to what we usually have Pokemon in, mm. even though the rest of it isn't. It's 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 an odd one. It's it's very specifically bugging me. I think, I, but I think that's what's put a lot of people off Monkey Do- uh, Monkey Dory, who has very quickly become the internet's favorite kicking bag. Oh, poor little Monkey Dory. I am. Um... We go through this all the time with Pokemon. If new Pokemon get released, the artwork gets released. Oh, they don't look like, you know, the Pokemon that I used to know. And they always come out and they look great in-game. And, you know, that has happened with Scarlet and Violet with some of the Pokemon. I remember seeing the artwork just thinking, yeah, that that just doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't work. But then in-game, it does. And I imagine these Pokemon will be quite similar. Once you see them in-game, you'll think, oh, yeah, they, they work. I understand that. Um... Have we got any more information about this Ogapon other than the fact that I'd imagine it's obviously tied very heavily into the, the name of the D- DLC, the, the Teal Mask? Um, do you think he's going to be an evil Pokemon or is he just misunderstood? I'm leaning more towards misunderstood. Yes, I agree with you there. Because we don't typically have out-and-out evil pokemon or you know they might be mischievous or or you know um usually they're just there aren't any evil pokemon they're just no most, for the most part most of them are forces of nature yes if anything else which yes. is a trope in like japanese media anyway they're more they realize forces in a physical manner yeah if you yes. think godzilla yes. is the nuclear bomb kind of thing it's that like how sense. do we take that and represent it as Chaos incarnate. Mm. Mm. Overall, are you excited for the DLC? Long pause. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Thinking about it. I'm interested in it. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 my answer. I'm interested in it. Interesting. Okay. What? Why? What? What's interesting you about this? Well, I... So again, there's a lot of stuff going on here. We're getting to go and visit two different areas. We're getting a bunch of extra content here. I haven't seen a lot of it yet. I haven't got enough information to be excited, mm, mm. but it has piqued my interest. Yeah. I think, uh, for me, like with how well they handled the DLC sword and shield i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they'll probably do the same with this yeah i hope so but 
I I will I will be waiting longer to purchase the DLC than did with Sword and Shield, which I went in quite quickly. Won't be doing that again. Should we move one 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 final question for you? If these three are stars, or you get to pick one of them, which one would you go for? Oh, the the um, Pheasantipity is my yeah. favorite right now. It, it's, yeah, that's where I'm at. It's just absolutely majestic, and it looks fantastic. And I've always been a bit of a sucker for ha- having to have at least one bird Pokemon in my party, typically, mainly because they are introduced quite early on in most Pokemon games. Um, but in Scarlet and Violet, there wasn't really a flying Pokemon that I leaned towards. So I oh, weren't a fan of Killer Wattrell. No, not really. Um, That's fair. It, it's because, and I think the reason why is because I discovered that Pokemon quite late on. Got you. So by that point, I was like, "Oh, okay, right. I just need it for the Pokedex. I'm not adding this Pokemon and training it. it it's just going in, in the box for now." Um. So yeah. So a nice flying Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet would really appeal to me. Should we? Speaking of designs, should we move on to discussing? the two new Paradox Pokemon that that are now in the game. Raptor Suicune and Robot <laughs> Verizion. Yes, let's let's discuss them. So um so we, we got the announcement that we're getting uh Walking Wake, which is a water and dragon type Paradox version of Suicune. And then we have um uh what, what was the Iron, Iron Leaves, Leaves which is a grass and psychic type Paradox version of Verizium, yeah? Yes. Yes. So we, we people knew that we were getting some version of these because there was it was information in the game, wasn't it? It was some of the sketches that you could it find. Was, so in the Scarlet and Violet book there is a page dedicated to uh, a section that says whilst in Area Zero we saw lots of these strange creatures that we couldn't even possibly know if they were Pokemon. So my artist used his imagination to come up with one. And this is what he designed. Now, it's was, at the time, was seen as a amalgamation of Entei, Suicune, and Raikou. Yes. And in Violet, it was the Swords of Justice. And people were like, oh my god, are we going to get these? Are all Paradox Pokemon imaginary is the turtle pokemon the third legendary actually creating all the pokemon and no time machine is involved i still don't know if any of those questions being answered people are convinced that like it's solved and that's definitely what's happening here i'm not sold just yet but those weren't the pokemon we got they were very very different yes as i alluded to before (laughs) instead of getting like the legendary beasts joined into one we got raptor suicune Yes, I, so, at first, uh, okay, I've I've come around on Walking Wake, because when that was announced, I was like, what is this monstrosity? It's, <laughs> it is one of the strangest looking Pokemon, mainly because it's taken elements of Suicune. I think that is what has thrown me, because it's uh, Suicune's majestic. It runs on all fours. It's got the flowing water elements. And then you've got this thing, for lack of a better word. But I've come around on it. I do, uh, after seeing it, it's in-game, 
I'm thinking, I, I quite like this Pokemon. And for those people that I have seen complaining that, well, it breaks continuity because Suicune first came around when Ho-Oh revived three Pokemon. Like, it's in the title. It's a paradox Pokemon. It's not meant to make sense. I'm okay with this being a a version of Suicune. I'm absolutely on board with its design and I've come around on it. Iron Leaves, however, just just bores me. It's yeah. too close to what Virizion is. Yeah, like, the coolest thing about it is it has three swords to represent the three swords of justice. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just like it, it, because it's a, it's a shame because they've gone and and to be fair, I think this is part of just the design process of the the past paradox forms tend to have a lot more leeway in what they can get away with, whereas the future Paradox forms just feel like, okay, let's take the current form and just make it metallic and maybe change a few things. Yeah, let's make some of its face LED at some point. Yeah, so I'm a little bit disappointed on the design, um, but I'm, I am really happy to just get more Paradox Pokemon because I really do like, for the most part, the design of them. I think the worst thing for me and again, this is very much for me because the, I, I, I like the lore of Pokemon, especially when you're like, this is what Suicune used to look like. Excuse me? <laughs> They've got no Pokedex entries. That's bizarre. Like, and th- the only reason I can think that this is the case is because, um, coming back to the whole Dexit thing of, okay, you get the, there's no national Pokedex anymore. So if it doesn't, if it isn't in the core game, then it just doesn't get a Pokedex entry, which I don't agree with. Like, the whole point of Pokemon is collecting them and finding out more about them, and how are you supposed to do that when you you don't get them and then get a Pokedex entry? And the only thing I can think of is we're going to get mini Pokedexes in the DLC, and these two will be part of that. That's fair. I find it very odd that they just dropped these. So in the fact that there's no story here other than like, hey, these are not the Pokemon from the book. We have no other information. We just have them now. Like we know their moves and stuff. That's really cool. It's cool that, you know, Hydro Steam and uh, Psychic Blade. I've forgotten entirely what it's called. But I know Hydro Steam is now a water type move that gets powered up in the sun. Very cool. Mm. It also learns like fire type moves. Very cool. Tell me, give me the lore. Give me the. I just want the Pokedex entry. I, I'm so, I'm infuriated, <laughs> so, mate. The fact that it, they I, haven't <laughs> given us a story for these Pokemon at all. Yeah, like it, it does confuse me because, like, I, I get the reason why they've dropped them in Terror Raids because it keeps you coming back and playing the game and grinding out that the Terror Raid system maybe to get better versions. Fine, I get that. Like, why not just program in a quick conversation with people in, you know, oh, we need to go down to Area Zero. One of the machines is acting up, which we thought was offline since, the you know, the incident. And then you go down there and you just come across this new paradox form. You're like, oh, okay, right. This is opening the way to there are still questions that we have leading into the DLC. I just don't, the just dropping of them feels 
feels it feels like we've not earned them, to be honest with you, but also it feels lazy. I think there that's the key thing. It's lazy. It's just, okay, let's not add a story. Let's not add them as part of a free mini DLC. Let's just throw them in the game and then let people do whatever they want with. And then the problem is, like, I've only done a couple of raids and, like, it doesn't, they don't feel earned. Like, yes, I beat them and I caught them, but they don't feel earned. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the thing is as well, they're five-star raids, which mm. for anybody who's been keeping up with the raids is nothing. Yeah. Luckily, I don't mind it so much because I haven't been doing the raids, so I don't have any of my Pokemon up to level 100. I think my highest level Pokemon when I went to go do these was like level 70. And I was like, yeah. okay, these are at level 75. I'm still, I'm still quite low. I managed to get them because, you know, just oh, okay. put, put a word out to friends online and they come and carry you through it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I... The Pokemon... What we got from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in the presentation was about what I expected. It just seems a little bit strange how they've gone about releasing the information. Yeah, they've announced a lot but not yeah. a lot about what they've announced. Yeah, it, it's really it's really bizarre, and I don't get why Scarlet, you know, dropping... The only thing I can think of is dropping these two Pokemon in the raids was a way to kind of maybe bring people back into the game who were frustrated by the raids because of the mechanics around them. Mm-hmm. And, oh, look, yeah, we, 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 we patched a load of the bugs that were in the Terror Raid system, and you can get these two new Pokemon in the Terror Raid system, so jump in, and then you'll see that the Terror Raid system is fixed, and there's no issues with it. I jumped in, and I still had some of the same issues of, you know, the timer bar going from half to a fraction of the amount that was left. Like, I was still experiencing issues. It didn't run any more smoother for me. So, it's not what they were trying to... a lot of people fainted. Only, so at that time, one Pokemon fainted, and then yeah. they didn't come back in the five or ten seconds. Like they were gone for a long time, and then the the time had just just went from half to next to nothing. And I'm just like thinking, oh, I thought we had this in the bag, and now it's not going to happen. So yeah, it it, it that's the only reason I can think for them releasing it as part of the Terror Raid system is to kind of address some of the give people an opportunity to address some of the issues and go look we have done something try it out but it didn't win you back didn't didn't win me back i only did a few and then i got frustrated with the the system and and me to be fair i got more frustrated with randos coming in and just spamming the same attacks i'm like you can you can literally buff your allies and heal why aren't you doing that and then obviously (laughs) losing so thanks thanks guys thank you are you still playing with randoms I am sometimes. Most of the time, randoms. (laughs) No, I know, I know. I need to reach out. That's that's half the reason you're not having any fun. Probably, probably. That's what I need to do then. Reach out with people that that I like playing with. Um, should we move on to? Should we move on to Pokemon Go? Yeah. What about Pokemon Go? The announcement of what we that we can connect with. Scarlet and Violet, so you can connect Pokemon Go to Scarlet and Violet. Well, you will be um, able to. You will be able to, sorry. When Scarlet Home is. releases at the early this year? It is early this year. Give me an announcement date. <laughs> yeah, give me that. Yeah, where's that? Um, 
and we're finding out a little bit more about you know gimme ghoul is available in the dlc and you can spin coin spin the poker stops to get the coins there's a there's going to be a golden law module um that basically increases the odds and to be honest with you this is just more busy work in a game that i'm slowly being turned off from but it's okay because soon you won't even have to look at your phone to play pokemon go because we're getting the pokeball pokemon go plus plus which fine what like (laughs) this is just infuriating at this point because like i i have been a a defender of pokemon go mainly because i just play it as a free-to-play and i'm not that fussed about competitive or doing an over you know going to the biggest city manchester birmingham liverpool chester whatever is close to me and trying to just grind out those raids okay i took part in the recent kyogre and groudon appearing at the weekend i think it was and like managed to get four or five re- invites to remote remote raids that had about 12 people and i managed to get a couple of the pokemon fine whatever I, I enjoy it for what it is but i don't even log on every day but the fact that they that despite the issues that we spoke about last week they have the audacity to release this new you know accessory on top of oh yeah you can combine pokemon go will collect your data from pokemon sleep as well just leaves a bit of a bad taste in my mouth like there's just so much going on with it that isn't for the good of pokemon go at the moment is my opinion but pokemon sleep got announced (laughs) are you are you you not excited are you oh really (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not going to use it. Like, but again, that, he... but we've been waiting for it for so long. <laughs> maybe that's part of the de- maybe that's part of the marketing is that like, the announcing and everyone's like, I'm never going to use this, and then you just keep it quiet, and people start to go, I really want Pokemon Sleep. I really need it now, and then you let it build. You build it and build it and build this anticipation until people finally break and they go, I need Pokemon Sleep, and they go, Yeah, you can have Pokemon Sleep, but it's going to tie in with Pokemon Go. So apparently, we can collect your sleeping data for whatever reason they're collecting it. I hadn't even thought of it like that. Like it, th- like. Like, it, this, like <laughs> it's not pitched that way. Obviously, it's designed to be like, you can track your own sleep. So if you're like me and wake up at five in the evening and don't sleep until to be determined, like, you can have a record of it. I don't know why that helps. I actually don't exactly. understand the point of sleep trackers. <laughs> but like, this one's going to allow you to get different Pokemon that sleep in the same way yay! you do. <laughs> Which so, I don't know if they have Vigoroth in the game, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that one. <laughs> I I have used a sleep app in the past, mainly because like the way my understanding is the the way that alarms wake you up at a set time every day can explain why some days you feel like utter rubbish waking up because you go through deep sleep and light sleep. It's it's called I think the REM cycle. So yeah. ideally, you want to be waking up when you're in light sleep. Because yep. if you wake up in a heavy sleep, then you're feeling groggy, your body isn't awake. And the app that I used to use basically tracks which, you know, when you're in these sleep patterns, and then it sets, the alarm goes off in a one hour period when you're in a light sleep. Um, so you wake up feeling better. You know what? It worked. It was absolutely fantastic. Doesn't work now that I'm out of university and I have a nine to five job that I have to go to. So Pokemon Sleep, to me, isn't going to fill 
fulfill any need. It's I'm. It doesn't appeal to me. If it appeals to other people, absolutely fantastic. And I want to know, like, when it comes out, I want to know, is it good? Is it enjoyable? What do you get from it? What are the benefits? I, I just, this isn't for me. I'll tell you what, then. Okay. I will be our guinea pig. Okay. I will be the official Goldenrod guinea pig for Pokemon Sleep when it comes out. Okay. <laughs> just so, And I will give you weekly rundowns of how good it is. Yeah, sure. You sound very sure, excited let's, about this. Let's do, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Should we move on to the, the brief, um, the very brief trailer we got for Pokemon Concierge? 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 Yeah, we didn't really get a trailer, did we? Not really. Sl- Psyduck, Psyduck waddled up and then a woman was there. It's like, okay. Like, I mean, yeah. it's cool. Stop motion I, Pokemon. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. I, I love stop motion. It just makes me think of Wallace and Gromit that I used to watch as a kid every Christmas. And, you know, I have nostalgia for that kind of... I, I want to say animation style. I don't like Because I know stop motion can be done in computers nowadays. So is that stop motion? Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know if this is via... You know, is it, is it clay models, do we know? Or is it... I don't think that's being revealed. Or at least it wasn't in the announcement trailer. Mm. So I'm... However, yeah, ge- the studio behind it, Dwarf Studios, do seem to be mostly digital. In fact, I went trying to look for their previous catalog, and the most recognizable thing on there is they did a uh, Monsters, as in like Monsters, Inc., but oh, not okay. Monsters, Inc. They did a Disney Plus spinoff for that. So they got some stuff under the belt. I've not watched it. I can't comment okay. on it. But- I it's, it's one of them that, I, like, out of a lot of the stuff that was announced, this is the one that I was like, Oh, I I actually I know I've not seen a lot of it, but I want to watch this. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'm always up for new stuff when it comes to Pokemon. It just I Definitely. can't say much on it because I didn't see much. No, no, true. And what about the Pokemon trading card game classic that we got Ugh. revealed? <laughs> my my initial thought, unfortunately, when I saw it was, hey. Pokemon have noticed that base set are worth a lot. They want some of that money too. <laughs> what? A company that wants more money? What? It's it's not even it's not even just they want more money, they want the big money. They want the so big it, money. Yeah. So they're going to sell new cards and rate them as valuable as yeah. the old cards even though that's then, not how the card no. market works. Yes. But somebody's going to buy it. Don't get me wrong, like the damage counters look really nice. Oh, they I'm, look amazing. I'm not convinced by the spinny ball thing, which I assume is supposed to be you flipping a coin. Y- yeah, that, that was a bit. That's a little bit like somebody sat too long at a roulette table and was like, yeah. I want one of these. Yeah. But it all looks very smart. I don't know if it, it's going to come it, with cards. It. Yeah. It. <clears throat> I must admit, when I was watching it and I saw them playing, I was like, how, how are they making the classic deck... With all this new, you know, this this really beautiful looking card mat or box, whatever it is, and the damage counters which stack up, absolutely amazing. Love it. How are they making it look so boring? Like, you're just swapping between these two players, like, moving cards. And I could understand if, like, it showed you over-the-shoulder shots of the cards. You're like, I recognize those cards, but you didn't really get that. You get the occasional flash of, oh, that's a that's a base set i i get that but like 
And I get what I part of me gets why they're releasing this. And let's be honest with you, everyone's gonna go, I want that Charizard, but it's never gonna be the same as that Charizard back when you were a little boy or girl that you could never get your hands on because it's not a base set version of it, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you know what really wound me up as well? It ends, right? He's got his Charizard down. He's got two fire energy. He pulls <laughs> double colorless, puts it under Charizard. Wait, that went. And, and then just looks as if he wins. And I'm like, no. you still can't attack. <laughs> That's not how <laughs> that works. Why did they do that? Why? Didn't even I don't, like, that. literally, why? That's not how that works. And there might be someone screaming in the comments going, actually, in this one particular instance, that maybe, but I had to double check that it was double colorless, and it was, and it didn't have any extra effects on it. It just wouldn't work. He didn't oh, win. That's brilliant. Uh, I'd love the design, but other than that, um, will I buy this? Probably not, because it's it's probably going to be way too much for my price range, unfortunately. But you get a portable two-player game board, Woo! complete with card placement zones and all the stuff you would expect on a game board. Uh, and it has three compartments for your decks in the middle. Yay. I... Uh, yeah. There, okay, there will, there will there is an audience for this out there. I know there is. It's It's not me. Okay, I've got the base set. I don't need it again. I I would get more enjoyment looking at my base set from when I was a kid that is scuffed and marked and damaged, and I've got a Charizard that's probably rated three or four. If I sent it off evaluation, I'd much rather have that than a brand new shiny one because it means something to me. That's fair. But you do get brand new Ho-Oh EX and Lugia EX because apparently these aren't base set decks. They've just got basic oh. charizard blastoise and venusaur in them interesting okay right i'm on board and buying it <laughs> toolbox for storing your stackable damage counter sorry i'm just reading through this now okay okay uh, three pokemon tcg decks oh so you do get the three decks with it they feature venusaur charizard and blastoise as newly printed cards and three deck boxes yeah okay. well i'm yeah. gonna wait to see a price on this one yeah, oh, yeah, don't get that's me wrong. The thing, I, yes. I, I, I quite like fancier boards and stuff like that. I do. I do. I, I'm one of these people who will buy, go out and buy a nice deck box because if mm-hmm. I'm going to carry my stuff around, I want a nice one. I, when I was at Worlds, I bought a very nice set of damage counters for more than I would usually pay on damage counters because it was really nice. I'll see on the price. How much do you think it'll be? Uh, right, okay, let's have a look at this. So, you're getting two EX cards, plus three decks, so minimum, that's like 30 quid already. Okay. And that's absolute minimum. I'd probably push that closer to... Depends on the power of the decks, they're probably not going to be very good, they're probably designed to fight each other. Yeah. So, closer to 30... Then the damage counters and all the design that goes into that could easily be another 30. Plus, you've then got the game board, which in and of itself will add another 10 error, plus the fact that it all falls down into a compartment and carrying it and stuff like that. I think you're talking probably 100 quid on this. I think you're talking double that. I really uh, do. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think I think they'll, they'll look at all that, go, okay, how much did it cost to build and make? How much are these classic cards going for? Right, let's let's pawn a bit of Pokemon tax, shall we? Let's let's go for the big money, and there probably won't be a lot produced. And they're hoping that 
loads of people buy them as collectibles, probably thinking, oh, I'm buying this because it's, it'll hold value and I can sell it on because Charizard is worth a lot and all these base sets are worth a lot. And I oh, think... Oh, you think it's a trap. I think it's a trap, personally. And loads of people will buy them and then go, oh, these aren't worth... No one... No one... I can't, you know, sell these on at a profit. No one is buying them. Oh, I've just, like, buggered myself. It's a thought. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I know there will be people out there who want it, and yes, there will. More power to you. I, in fact, I hope you can get them. I hope you can as well. Yeah, definitely. And was there anything else you want to talk about from uh, Pokemon Day? Uh, yes. One big thing I want to talk about is uh, Master CX. Not the game. You're the only one who plays the game. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to talk about the voice acting. (laughs) I want to talk about the voice acting in that freaking trailer. (laughs) <laughs> and how everybody sounded fine until, until any of the British characters yes, showed up. Yes. Oh my god. So, uh, funnily enough, we'll talk about this. Uh, well, we'll talk about it now because in Ultimate Journeys this week we get introduced to Marnie, and I remember just seeing her talk and thinking, "Oh, that's what a normal voice actor sounds like." Oh, Marnie amazing. in the Marnie in Master ZX. Like horrendous. I, it's the boys. It's it's Leon yeah. and Hop that drove yeah. me insane. Bede, I was kind of on the fence with. But I don't know what they were going for with those two, and I ju- uh, it just so- completely threw me off. I didn't. I have no idea what was re- announced. <laughs> I have no idea what More how gems! many ge- how many gems you can get. I don't 3, care because the whole <laughs> oh. thing was thrown out for me by those voice actors. <laughs> so literally, nearly turned off the entire presentation. It sounds like it sounds like. The people that have done Pokemon Masters EX that have got the people in to voice the 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 Galar region, which is based on Great Britain, have never actually heard anyone from England talk, and have only heard people mocking the English accent and thought that's what it sounds like because they <laughs> they sound absolutely terrible. Like they didn't even. Uh, to be fair, it's not the hoity-toity British accent, which is fine. But they tried to do a Londoner and missed it by yeah, miles. By miles. <laughs> it's it's one of the reasons why I've had to turn the sound effects off on when I'm playing Pokemon Masters EX because I use um, Hop in mo- in my team most of the time, and just hearing the 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 accent just grinds on me and grates on me to the point where I'm like, no, nah, I can't, I can't listen to this because it sounds terrible. Yeah, that was it. That's that's that. There's that, and there's creepy Pikachu. Get rid of creepy Pikachu. We don't like we, it. We don't like creepy Pikachu. Should we move on to Pokemon Ultimate Journeys? Yes, it's that time again where we continue watching the anime. And this week we're starting with episode seven, an evolution in taste. I bet you never thought we would be getting a sequel to the Slow King episode last series. Never thought. Or sincerely hoped. <laughs> this is so, yeah. Um, so, for those that don't know, last season we got an episode that was, or was it half an episode? That was it was half an episode. Half it was one episode. of those two episode episodes. And basically, the, the majority of the episode was the shelter from Slowking jumping between Ash and Go's heads, taking control of them, and then the hijinks that occur of trying to get rid of the shelter, and it's jumping between them all. You know... A, a quirky, interesting episode. This, this now we get a full episode of 
slow pokes, slow bros, and slow kings. I wish we and didn't. yeah, at first, <laughs> I honestly thought we were going to get some kind of gang war yeah. between <laughs> between the regular versions and the Galarian versions because Galarian slow king uses amazing psychic abilities to move an entire island to the island where Ash and Go are, Slowpoke Island is is the name of it, very original naming there, um, simply because Go wants to catch a Slowpoke. So they've come all the way out to Slowpoke Island. They're relaxing and enjoying themselves. And we're just, it's all, it's all set up for a rap battle. Yeah, between <laughs> the slow kings, and that's about that's about it. There's not like I've I've not got very, it's a twenty minute episode, and I've hardly got any notes because the, not a lot happens. Do you know what? I've got loads of notes on this one. Go on, because no, because I was really enjoying it because I was like, okay. oh no, Slowpoke Island, not again. And then like the song kicks in at the beginning. Like the Jamaican mm-hmm. rhythm song, and I'm like, all right, actually, that's quite nice. And then you see Ash immediately, or the Pokemon go over, and they immediately get in the mood with the Slowpoke. And then Ash does it, and Go needs some convincing. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, because Ash just picks up on the energy, and Go still needs convincing because he's like still worried about what people think, even though he shouldn't be, because it's all about matching energy, and that's what Ash is really good at. Cool, we're getting some good lore here, good character development, and then you get like all all the Pokedex entries, even on the little nut. I don't know why a nut has a Pokedex entry, but that was cool. <laughs> it's fun. And then, uh, yeah, there's a rat bell. So I think this explains why um, they didn't add voice acting to Scarlet and Violet, because there's a rap battle in that, and I just don't think they can do it. Oh, God, there is. <laughs> there is a, which is a shame, because uh, Rhyme's rap battle is absolutely amazing. The lyrics she spits out are fantastic. Um, this one, not so much. The rapping about which is better, Corey or Noodles. And what's the answer? Both. Both, Both is good. You combine them together, and you just have Corey Noodle soup, and it's apparently amazing. Um, yeah, and after all that, the Galarian Pokemon leave. Yeah. That, that's it. The rapping's really bad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the rapping is the one thing I took away from it because I was just there going, this isn't even a good rap. It, 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 yeah, it, it was an interesting episode. It didn't need the full... If this had been half an episode like last time, I feel like I could have enjoyed it more because it, it didn't feel like... Would have skipped the rap was... battle at the end. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it just felt like there was a lot of padding in this because, and I don't, and I don't get what I don't get why I just don't get it. But it was interesting to say the least. There, there is literally a point where I had to stop and rewind it because I was like, "Yeah, I literally didn't take that in. My brain just stopped working. This episode turned me off." (laughs) Yeah, it's it's slow. It's been around slowpoke. That's the problem. That's the problem. Breaks the fourth wall. Should we move on to episode eight? Out of their elements, which is. A Chloe, a Chloe episode. episode. <laughs> so, Ash and Ash go and Chloe are the luckiest people in the world because they've won a raffle to go to a circus, not to spectate though. No, no, to perform. Like who wins the competition to go and perform at a circus? Anyway, while we while we're there, we get to meet um, two of the performers who both have Eevees 
um, who are both planning to evolve their EVs into uh, basically the the forms for their act. So one of the performers wants to evolve theirs into a Jolteon, the other one wants to evolve theirs into a Flareon. And after a massive mix-up, they accidentally evolved them into the the opposite forms that they didn't want. Which, like, I'm sorry, but that is really scary to think about. What? The fact that... I love you, Eevee. You're amazing. And one day we're going to revolve you into a Jolteon. Jolteon's all... You know, Eevee's all for it. Like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And then it evolves into a different form. Just the fact that you're thinking you're going to become one thing and you don't. And you don't have a say in it. And you don't get to take it back. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like, for it's, Eevee... It's never the- presented as that. No, it's not. You're right. The Eevees do just, like, accept who they are immediately. They do. Yes. Sorry, I'm trying to think of, like, deeper meaning to this episode now. And I'm like, hmm. Is there? That's the that's the thing. I Like, part... Because what then happens is that the performers attempt to train with the other person's evolution, and it's just not working because obviously they haven't got the bond with that Pokemon that they're trying to do. So the, the Pokemon decides to create a brand new show as they care for the performers so much. And with the help of Ash, Go, and Chloe, they overcome the issues, they partner performance, and the performers come to accept the Mons, the evolutions, even though those aren't the Mons they were originally planning to get. Um, Like, I don't know if there is a deeper meaning. This almost feels to me like like we said before, Pokemon bringing up things and then not wanting to address them fully. Yeah. Here, here, here's the issue I had with this episode, right? Other than the fact that, God, the animation really suffers here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really bad. They first walk into the um, circus and, like, the background image is entirely still and it's not very good. Oh, I didn't notice that. Like, it's oh, really, really poorly. And, you know, the whole thing is building up to this live wire act, which equates to those two just swinging yeah the like they don't do any flips they don't jump across to each other they just swing i'm like okay that was a lot of build up to nothing and i get (laughs) that again they do it pays off we were really worried that the animation was just going to suffer all the way through this no next episode when they have a battle god the animation is gorgeous yes but this one really suffers for it yeah now here's the thing i had with this episode right so you have these eevees who you're rehearsing with. And mm-hmm. your plan is to evolve them so that they can use their moves in your show. How mm-hmm. have you been rehearsing <laughs> if the Eevee can't do the thing you need it to do? That's and if you point. were rehearsing and with the Eevee and it was just fine, it doesn't matter what it evolves <laughs> into because it didn't need the move anyway. Yeah, I never thought about that. Also, if we're going to personalize these Pokemon so much that we're like, no, not only can they be upset when their trainers are, like, not treating them very well, or at least have an opinion that their trainers aren't treating them very well, and be a live wire performer, then they should be good at their job and realize that, no, sometimes you need to work with people you don't particularly like. Mm-hmm. that's what is best for the performance because i sat down and i literally i had a piece of paper in my hand i was like well how's how could they work this out either they could go over there and they could both learn entirely new acts or they could do what they come up with here which is come up with an entirely new act together 
Or they could just swap Pokemon and the Pokemon could learn a new act. It's it's literally the least harmful outcome. <laughs> Logically speaking, of course, yes. when it comes to Pokemon, it's all about emotion. And that's what wins over in this episode. And everybody comes away happier. And Electric Boy learns to love Fire Pokemon. And Fire Girl learns to love Electric Pokemon. And isn't it wonderful? It's a children's show. I shouldn't be getting too wound up about it. <laughs> but, but but we do get one carryover. They hand Chloe a Thunderstone and a Firestone for when she makes a decision, which is probably never going to come back. <laughs> which is probably never. She's never going never, to make never, that never. decision. Should we turn? Should we turn? Move on to the episode that I think we both really want to talk about. Yes, we battling have Ash yes. versus Marnie. Sorry, you can say the name now. Battling turned up to eleven, and like before the like this episode starts off with a recap of Ash's current journey. So you already know that it is a Ash-centric episode. Chances are he is battling someone big, and. We finally, after three seasons, get to see Marnie in Galar. And not even just Marnie. We we get to see Piers as well. It's it's a really good episode. I will say I, Piers' song is not great. I can see why not, nobody was there. Yeah, I can, I can understand. And he, he comes across a bit rude to start with, doesn't he? Which isn't how I envisioned him in the games. He's very much... Like he, he's almost like he doesn't care what other people yeah. think, and he's just happy to just do his own thing. And he doesn't come across like that. He comes across as a, as a bit rude. Um, however, like that's mainly because Ash interrupts the uh, performance because they Ash has ended up at the wrong place as a result of the directions that Team Yal gives them. And I love that because they are, they're not a bad team. They're just hooligans. They, they, they care about one thing and one thing only. And that is, that's Marnie. That, that's all they care about. And I love the fact that that is a carryover from the games. Um, so Piers, because he understands like, oh, Ash needs to get there, gets on a bike and how lucky that he has an adorable hat big enough for Pikachu. <laughs> like, <laughs> just absolutely adorable. And I did love the moment where, it shows them driving, and then a car passes by them really oh, slowly. That, that smash cut actually got me. I was <laughs> in bits. It's just not what you expect. Revving up this big hog that he's got. It's like, yeah, Piers, dark type gym leader, we're gonna drive very carefully <laughs> on the motorway <laughs> and be passed over by an old man and a child in the back licking a lollipop, just looking at you, wondering what yeah. you've done wrong with your life. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Actually, amazing. Somebody had a very creative thought and was like, "I'm going to execute this perfectly," and I'm glad they did because it went really well. So, all that happens in the fir- in this in the first seven minutes. So we only have then 13 minutes left for the battle. And my thought was, "Oh, this is a two party." Well, no, because it was a 1v1. Exactly. But that's that's what I don't understand is you're having a 1v1 in the country's biggest stadium when these two trainers are so high in the rankings. Like, why was the battle against B? Why did they get to use three Pokemon? Was it? Yeah. And this one you use 1v1. And And obviously the answer is because B was more important to Ash's story than Marnie is. I guess. I guess. Yeah. 
the only thing I can think of in I'm trying to look for in world explanations, and the only reason I can think of is when they host these big tournaments. It's not a right come together and you get to see this these two trainers fight. It's oh come along for the full day and you will get to see several battles throughout the day. Some of them might be one v ones, some of them might be three v threes of the different classes. That's the only thing I can think of because could you imagine if you paid for a ticket and it was you got there? It's like oh yeah, they they both only use one Pokemon. Why are but, you assuming people are paying for tickets? Because when you go see football, which is what's kind of based on with the stadiums, you generally have to pay for the tickets. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah, but this is also a world that actually has free healthcare, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) And it works! And it's it's fast! It's not even free healthcare just for the people. It's healthcare for the pets! It's free vet care! (laughs) No one has free vet care! No one! No one. This is this is what the socialists want, right? Anyway, um, we get the get the fight, and it's uh, Gengar versus Grimmsnarl, and straight off the bat, I was really impressed with Ash because he starts with Dazzling Gleam, which yep. I didn't know Gengar could learn, and okay, that makes sense. And then uses Ice Punch. He's really showing off this Mon's diversity, and the way I kind of equate it is that you know. Mons that have greater diversity typically are more powerful or have a greater bond with their trainer who has invested time with them in order to learn these different moves that typically they wouldn't learn. And Yeah. Go on. I mean, I, I was more under the impression that it's like Ash has developed so much as a trainer now that he is aware of what different Pokemon are capable of and knows yes. how to draw that out of them. Yes. Knows that, like, oh no... Gengar, you can learn Ice Punch. Here, let me teach you how to do yep. Ice Punch. I, I I love that, that we're not just going for the same... Level up moveset. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And we also get to see how Full Surrender works in the anime, which I, I never really thought about until this episode. I was like, oh, okay, what is it doing? Yeah. It kind of like goes on all fours, and then all of a sudden it pops up, and I l- loved it. Um. Obviously, some, be, go on. I was going to say, there's some really nice camera work in this as well. Yeah. I, I I touched on the animation earlier, and you you notice from the very beginning that the color just seems different. Mm. It feels richer. I don't know how to explain it any better yeah. than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but the camera movement is really what sold it. You get the big 3D sweeps. You get the sort of close-up that whips into a long shot of the characters as they're flailing arms around. Oh, it's gorgeous. It is. Love and it. It, it, it does, like... I think we we spoke about this in a recent episode. Is It does, it does almost seem like some of the episodes are a lot more lighter on those fancy shots because they are investing their time in the big set piece moments, which I fine. If you have to make sacrifices in some episodes to make the, you know, the, the, the actual battles, which is what Pokemon is about, then uh, fair enough. And it does reassure me that despite, you know, that them saying that they were overworked, that the final episodes, which are going to obviously be Ash versus Leon, we are going to get some great quality animation. Um, Shockingly, though, Ash doesn't Gigantamax's Gengar against Grimmsnarl, which is Gigantamaxed. And Gengar, the the animation of it taking that G-Max ooze where it's just like defending G-Max against... snooze. G- G-Max I... snooze, was it? I thought it was ooze. Yes, yeah, because I heard ooze as well. 
But no, it's G-Max Snooze, which is why it does the whole thing afterwards where it has to try and stay awake. And Marnie turns around and says, oh, has anybody ever shrugged off G-Max Snooze before? And I had to look it up. G-Max Snooze only has a 50% chance of sending your Pokemon to sleep afterwards. So Marnie is either really lucky or Team team Yeller drugging Pokemon. Apparently, I wouldn't point past them to be. Quite I wouldn't honest, put really. it past them. <laughs> no. Um, so, Ash doesn't Gigantamax, but obviously, what I like about this is that in the games you have a three-turn limit on Gigantamaxing or Dynamaxing, and I've always wondered how they're going to play that into the anime. And when Gengar does Gigantamax, Grimmsnarl then returns to its normal form first, which implies that it's not number of turns, but there is a a set amount of time that the Pokemon will remain Gigantamax or Dynamax, which I really like that they they put that in here. And it, it just shows that Ash like understands that, oh, just because my opponent has suddenly like brought out this, you know, whatever the gimmick is, I don't need to do it at the same time because it might not give me the advantage. The advantage is obviously I'll I'll just I'll just stall out the Mon while it's Gigantamax, knowing that eventually it'll return to its normal form, and then I will then have the advantage. So again, we're seeing Ash, just like his skills as a trainer, although he does win by the usual nonsense of Gengar swallowing Grimmsnarl. Oh, no, that's, see, that's perfect. Okay. Because the, the dex entry for Dynamax Grimmsnarl says that it's got a portal within its mouth to an entirely different like pocket dimension. So it actually, I was watching it. I was like, Ash has used three moves. He's got no moves left. He should swallow it. And he did. Oh, yeah. okay. Straight up, because because it has this portal in its mouth to another dimension, it could do that feasibly. But we yes. could only ever see something like that in the anime. I love so that. I'm all for that. Because technically, it's not, it. because technically it's not a move then, is it? Because nope. he, I like, okay, right, okay. Although swallow is a move. So, if a Pokemon for a debate. is running into the mouth, are you using a moose swallow or are you just allowing your opponent to wander? Anyway, um, so Ash is able to win, bringing him to rank 15. Like, yep. we're, we're getting there, aren't we? So, uh, surely there is one more battle before, like, big battle to get Ash into the final eight, right? It's Raihan. It's got to be Raihan. He's not in the. He's not in the eight, is he? So yeah, that would make sense because he is Leon's like rival as well. Yeah, I think that would. If he beat Raihan now, I could see that being enough to get him there. Judging by how much he's like leaped all yes. the way up till now, I could see that being his Ooh. next and probably final fight before the Masters. Definitely. Eight. Oh, this is so exciting! I cannot wait for the. Like, I don't think I've ever been this. Like, hype to just get to the end of a series and just see how it unfolds. And I know, I, I know where it ends. I know Ash, yeah, Ash secures the victory, but like, how does he get there? That's what I want to know now. Because he's so got what you're some... telling me God. is it's not about the destination. Oh, it's about the journey. Whoa. Sorry. I was very proud of that one. <laughs> Good. Um, are, you, are we done with the, you know, discussing that episode? Anything else you want to mention? No, it's very pretty, and the fights were cool. It was absolutely it. amazing. Uh, so, are you up for playing a game? Let's do it. 
Perfect. In front of me, I have three Pokemon, three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But Connor, can you spot the fake entry? So the first Pokemon is Galarian Slowpoke. Pokedex entry number two. Number two? Number one? <laughs> I was like, Pokemon... wait, did I zone out again? What happened here? Although <laughs> this Pokemon is normally zoned out, its expression abruptly sharpens on occasion. The cause for this seems to lie in Slowpoke's diet. Entry number two. Because Galarian Slowpoke eat the seeds of a plant that grows only in Galar, their tails have developed a spicy flavor. And the third and final entry. Perhaps a result of consuming regional fauna, Slowpoke has developed a taste for curry. The hotter, the better. Uh, okay. Wait, Galarian's... It's only been in two... It's only been in two games. I thought I knew one of these dex entries. And you haven't said it. (laughs) Um... Okay, I'm going to go with the... Oh, but curries are in the Galar region. No, but it would have said spicy curry. I'm going to go with the curry answer. Which is the third one. You are correct. That was okay. the one that I made up. I didn't think about calling it spicy curry. Yeah, that that's, oh. that was the difference. Because there's... Of course it likes curry. Everything likes curry. It's the Galar region. Well done, well done. So, um, I've just double-checked. The two real Pokedex entries, because I've panicked, are in fact real Pokedex entries from Sword and Shield. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know why. I thought there was a different one. Okay, okay. maybe maybe it's Galarian Slowbro, which is our second Pokemon this week. Pokedex entry number one. A Shaldibite sets off a chemical reaction with the spices inside Slowbro's body, causing Slowbro to become a poison-type Pokemon. Entry number two. If this Pokemon squeezes the tongue of the shoulder biting it, the shoulder will launch a toxic liquid from the tip of its tail. And the final Pokedex entry? Slowbro will occasionally return to its senses and attempt to remove shoulder from its arm. Unfortunately, it gets distracted easily and forgets. That third one. Okay, it is so the, the second. One. The, yeah, the second one was actually in the show as a Pokedex entry. Yeah. And the first one, I think, was one of the first things I learned about it. Well was done. that it's yeah. the spices that are reacting with the shelter. Well done, yeah. Uh, so that's two out of two so far. Are you ready for the third and final one? Is it Galarian Slowking? It is Galarian Slowking. Yeah! Okay. Pokedex entry number one. A combination of toxins and the shock of evolving has increased Shelder's intelligence to the point that Shelder now controls Slowking. Pokedex entry number two. Slowking flourishes its cape as it casts incantations that have yet to be fully understood by scientists. In the final Pokedex entry, while chanting strange spells, this Pokemon combines its internal toxins with with what it's eaten, creating strange potions. Okay, interesting. You did spells. Well, I say you did spells. Either you did spells or incantations. The first one's true. Um... Interesting. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, this is for all the marbles. It is. Uh, I don't think it makes potions, so the third one is not true. Incorrect. The second no! one was the fake one. You, you got that. You were at the final hurdle, and you fell. <sighs> Unfortunately, yeah, it does in fact make strange potions and chanting strange spells. Which, Darn it. 
Yeah, which was yeah one that I did not expect. Honestly, the the slow king um, Pokedex entries are, are a bit like oh okay that I didn't expect that the fact that Shald is now the one that controls slow king and the fact that it casts strange spells like when have you ever heard Pokemon mention spells outside of probably Spiritomb once yeah Spiritomb yeah like hmm anyway two out of three so close Connor but maybe next week. Should we move on to comments and questions? You're laughing already. <laughs> so the, the the comment we the question we've got so this week, courtesy of Tony on YouTube. Since I just saw the movie Cocaine Bear, fun, funny, ridiculous movie. Which of the bear Pokemon introduced would you be most terrified of if they went on a substance-induced rampage? And which Poker City would choose to uh, would you choose to wreck? to ruins have you got an answer it's cub because he clearly snorting stuff all the time with that big <laughs> bugger coming out of his nose so you know he's a fiend and he grows up a fiend which means by the time he's a big scary bear tick it's a severe problem yes. one that his family and friends have given up helping him with and now the bear has gotten out of control bear tick if Beartick is on a cocaine rampage, then he has already had far more than would put down your average bear. Wouldn't want to mess with it. <laughs> Which city would you introduce it to? Um, uh, let's think. What's what's an ice city? What's a very cold Candace's? Yeah. Candace's city. There you go. It can go terrorize her. Okay, I love that. So I I have chosen um, I, and I always butcher the pronunciation of this. Orishifu, I believe. Um, may, mainly because it's it's a bear that already knows how to fight. Like, yep. what is more scary? Like a a bear that's just like just a bear, like just claws and teeth. You're probably thinking, okay, I there's enough people in this city. I can probably hedge my bets and get away from it knowing that I'm safe. But Orishifu, the fact that it can probably just break down doors using its fists and kicks, and I don't want to come across this while it is just, you know, it's coked up to the gills on whatever. And in terms of where I'm going to drop it off, I'm going to drop it off in Saffron City. Because oh, okay. You can get the version that's dark fighting, is that correct? Yep. So Sabrina's Pokemon, useless. The fighting type gym would probably come in thinking, oh, we've got this, it's it's an Orishifu, we, we've got this. Not realizing that it is, in fact, cocaine-induced. It would just go on a rampage. It's a big city, so maximum damage as well. And the fact that it can go north, south, east, or west to go to another area means that, you know, the, the authorities are going to struggle tracking this Pokemon. It is going to be all over the place for maximum carnage. And that's our <laughs> question for this week. <laughs> yep. If you've got a comment or a question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, or by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. One more thing for us to check every week, Connor. Um, what have you got coming up? Uh, I have just released that video I was talking about last week about what if gym leaders use terrestrialization better. But I have also been up for the last two days editing a video in response to the Pokemon Presents about the first DLC, about these four new Pokemon that we got, their inspirations, what that could mean for the story of the game. 
the lower breakdown, everything is there. Wow. I'm exhausted, <laughs> but I'm going to get this one out. I'm really looking, I'm really looking forward to that. And here's what I'm working on. I've just launched a new uh, series on my channel, which has been doing really well, actually. Um, Pokemon Emerald Crest, which is a ROM hack of Pokemon Emerald that brings a butt-ton of quality of life improvements, including physical, special splits, fairy types, Pokemon and moves and abilities up to Generation 8 in Pokemon Emerald, and random boss fights, which have, yeah, I, I've made the mistake of running into a Sableye, a level 35 Sableye when I was about level 17. Uh, and because it's randomized, it was a Vespaquin, which can obviously heal its health. So yeah, it goes as well as you'd probably expect. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. And I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter and Twitch. As for the Golden Rod Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Golden Rod Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya!